I was fortunate. I bought a house at the right time. I got a really nice low interest rate, right? But what I realized was when you zoom out of that a little bit, really the last couple of years has been the anomaly, not that we're in an anomaly. And I think that was refreshing for me to kind of understand, you know, listen, like housing is always appreciated at a high level. And even this year, if it's, you know, a little bit slower, we're not seeing, at least in our markets, we're not seeing, you know, pricing go down, right? It may not be 15, 18% like it was in 2021, but it's still, 3%, 4%, right? Like we're seeing multiple offers. Hello, everybody. David Donaldson here for another weekly edition of Entrepreneurial Impact. Uh, Joe's not with us today. We're out on the road. We're actually in Charleston, West Virginia. But I am fortunate enough to be joined here today by Ruth Leskowski, who is the Director of Education and newly appointed Assistant Team Leader Mm-hmm. and our Virginia Beach Town Center Market Center. Ruth, welcome aboard. Welcome to Entrepreneurial Impact. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Yeah, I've, I've had the benefit to, of working alongside you uh, the last couple of years in your role as Director of Education and Market Center Tech Trainer yes. uh, for your Market Center. And you've been now with KW uh, Keller Williams four years, five years? Yes. Yeah, I started in 2019. How did that come about for you? How did you get your foray into real estate? Oh, my goodness. Um, so honestly, it was um, kind of by accident. My background, I'm a classical musician. Um, my husband and I had a property together. It was foreclosed. We bought it, flipped it, sold it. And he turned to me and said, I think you can do this. And I said, no. <laughs> um, I said no for a little over a year. Um And uh, finally, I kind of stuck my toe in the water. One of my uncles was uh, really big in KW up in the Pennsylvania area. And so, and he had stepped out of the role and retired and I called him and he said, you can do this. Um, And he said- A lot of people telling you, you can do this, huh? Yeah, I mean, he said, maybe you should uh, Google KW. Um, And so I did and I quickly- uh, went through licensing school and then the rest is history. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, awesome. So this past week, right, mm-hmm. you had your second ex- exposure to what we call Keller Williams Family Reunion. Yes, For those of you that are listening, person. Family Reunion is a once a year event. We host it in February, usually around President's Day, Valentine's Day weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Where we get together and we collaborate. Now, when we talk about collaborate and we talk about family, and we're talking anywhere in 15 to 20,000 people kind of getting together and sharing and getting an understanding of what's going on in our world, in our business, and kind of where we're going, mm-hmm. right? We get yeah. to hear from our CEO and founder, Gary Keller, does the State of the Union, gives us a vision, right? And we hear from a lot of other professionals inside of Keller Williams ecosystem talking about their experiences and what's going on. Yes. And so what I wanted to share with everybody in our audience today was your experience in that event. You know, the first time, and I haven't done it, you know, I've been with KW now since 09, so I've been to my share. And the first time it's just like, holy cow, that this is amazingly incredible (laughs) on multiple levels, right? Yes, yes. So the differences from your first time to your second time, right? And how does, what does that look like for you going in with a second, a second look? Well, second in person, it's my third time experiencing it. Um, So I did the virtual one back during our COVID era. Um, The second one is like, you can finally kind of really grasp hold. Um, The first one, honestly, is just, it's an experience in and of itself. The amount of energy is 
phenomenal. Like it's unlike any other, um, kind of, if you could compare like going to a live sporting event, plus powering it up where, um, entrepreneurs thrive with that level of energy, it's just insane. Um, so yeah, the second go round, it's a little bit more intentional. Um, and I knew to be a little bit more intentional the first time I just went in with open arms, ready to kind of experience whatever came at me. Um, so this time I really went in knowing what I wanted to walk away with. Um, and I would say that's a really good tactic whenever you're going to a real estate conference in general is to come in with who do I want to meet? Who do I want to have a face-to-face -face conversation with? Because this is an opportunity where our entire international company is present in this one, one place. Um, so who do I want to meet and can I get in touch with them prior to the event to schedule a breakfast, a lunch, some, some kind of breakout in between um, the sessions? What do I want to experience um, in the exhibit rooms? Um, cause the exhibit room is huge. That's an opportunity again, to just see all different kinds of technology, visit the communities, go to the KW red store. Um, you run into some really amazing people. You got to get your swag, right? There. Everybody's got to get the new swag. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, but not least, probably the most important is picking what you want, what sessions that you want to attend. Um, and then just kind of having an, a mindset of what is it that I really need to learn? Um, you want to look at the past. What have I experienced? Um, and then you want to look forward. What do I need to equip myself with? Um, and that's where a lot of like when Gary gives his vision speech um, and the state of the company speech, um, and we go through the language of real estate, being equipped with all of that material as you prepare to charge the storm, because um, that was kind of our theme going into this is charging the storm to not get lost, um, to not hunker down to not um, kind of, you know, pull the blanket over your head and hope that it all goes away. Um, but it was really about equipping our leaders and our agents and our teams, um, every single element of real estate on how to prepare to walk through this very drastic change in the market. And it's, it's a pretty big shift that we're feeling um, and making sure the correct message is getting out there to the market. So. Message is important. Yeah. Message is incredibly important, right? And I talk a lot of times, though, impact, right, for associates is similar because we're feeling it. Mm -hmm. When we look back to the bubble burst of 06, 07, 08, 09, for those yeah. that were around for that, this is different than that. And when you look at the state of the market and we look at the economic structure and some of the things that they were shared with us, they tell a story about why this is different. Yeah. We're still feeling pains, sure. but the pressures yeah. and the pause of the industry that we just experienced uh, inflated interest rates from where they were. Yeah. And then how quickly things change again. So what were you take, what were some of your takeaways from when you're listening to those economic drivers that they're sharing from the stage about how are you bringing that back to the market center to tell the right story, to understand the market of the now? I would say there's probably three main points around that. Um, the market of the moment, for sure. So taking correct information uh, driven by data that's actually accurate. Um, so when you say correct information, you're saying turn off the television. And turn pay off attention. the news. <laughs> right, turn off the turn news. Turn off the news. Um, so 
uh, a lot of times media will make it sound like the sky is falling. It's a little bit dramatized to grab your attention. Headlines are like that too. Just, just you don't say, you know, right? <laughs> um, so being really careful. And I think as, as realtors and as a KW family, it's in our hands to really get the message out there to tell the story of really what's happening. Um, and there's no better person to be doing that right now as a Keller Williams agent than, than us. It's on our shoulders right now to be out there really explaining to the consumers what we're truly experiencing in the market and to be an, an area expert, a local neighborhood expert um, in, in the micro elements of what's actually happening. Um, when you look at the broad national news, that is a very big sweeping paintbrush of a story, of a picture that might not be exactly what's happening in your neck of the woods. Um, so yeah, I think that is insanely important. And as leaders, it's on our shoulders to make sure that we're getting the right information into the hands of our agents so that the agents can, can then get out there and, and share that with the consumer. Um, I think another big one was having that evergreen mindset. Um, so we, we're always going to experience something, you know, whether it's your personal life or it's your work life, your professional life, whether friends, family, or things that are completely out of our control, i.e. COVID, um, or other perhaps like national, national disasters or area disasters or the hurricanes that hit like in Florida, right? So we experience these things and then we have an opportunity to respond. Um, and those things will change the market. Those things will change how we respond to our work-life balance. Those things will change a variety of things around us, but that evergreen mindset and clinging to how do I grow through this? How do I take this change, this moment in my life and, and use it to, to correct and to change something? to find the positive in it and to grow through it. Um, so that was something that was really, really pressed um, from the top down everywhere in all of the seminars. Um, and then one of my big takeaways was go and be a doer. Just go and be a doer. Um, I think it's really easy if you're not intentional when you go to these big conferences, um, you can walk away and you feel a little bit overwhelmed and you're not entirely sure what pieces of information you wanna put into action next. Um, so I think having that mindset, walking into it of what do I need to learn and what are they going to tell me that I need to receive so that I can go and inform the others, um, that's hugely important. So the doer, um, the doer aspect was huge. Gary challenged all of us to have at least five conversations around, uh, the language of real estate slide deck that he used, which, I mean, we have access to, I've been using it since January, um, in my training with our agents here at town center. Um, it's the National Association of Realtors uh, Consumer Information, um, making sure that you're pulling correct data from that. And then you're also accessing your MLS and you're um, really using live data to watch what's happening, to read the statistics. Some of it's dry and it's boring. So how do we take that, disaggregate the data and make those action points for our agents? Um, so that's really what I, I try to lean in towards um, is developing the mindset that we need to have developing action steps that we need to put in place and then having the who attached to it so it actually gets done. That's awesome. And you know, the cool thing is we're actually going to have somebody else join us now. That was also in the event because I like to have well round these conversations. Yes, excellent. Yeah. So we'll, we'll give him a second to go ahead and join us here. Okay. Hi, Kyle. Hey, Ruth. Hey, Dave. How are we doing? How's it going? Ah, perfect timing. We were just getting there. So for those of you that don't know, this is Kaya Holleran. Mm -hmm. Kyle is the general manager for the Virginia Alliance Group 
which is uh, owner operator of six market centers here in the Virginia's region. And Kyle, we were just talking about, you know, Ruth's experience. This has been her second time in person, third time experiencing family reunion. And yep. along with a couple of her takeaways from the main stage around the vision speech and the state of the union, right? And then obviously we were kind of explaining to everybody, said, you know, with that, what we're getting are national statistics, not, uh, not KW statistics, but impacted numbers that are going on and affecting all real estate associates and brokerages, not just yeah. us, right? So that's a different conversation. Yep. So when we, when we look at that, we're just kind of, we'll start there with you. What did you get? Now you've been with KW for how long now? I'm uh, 12 years in, um, you know, as a team leader on the tech side, now on the management side of these market centers. But uh, Dave, I mean, every single year being a part of that vision speech is one of the best conversations that I feel like I'm a part of every single year. Um, you know, I just said this to a couple of agents I was talking to this morning. You know, as agents, we have a lot of opinions, right? And stats take your opinion out of the situation. And so I love sitting there and listening. And there was things that I was learning, you know, and I do every single time. And so, yeah, that that vision speech, you know, just in terms of the way that we handle objections with our clients, a lot of times, the slides that they give to us that we can use in our presentations, it just it, it makes us more of an advisor, right? Than just having opinions about what's going on in our local market. And we have to realize. There's a lot of different personalities out there, right? And if you have a personality that likes numbers, likes to see the stats, um, there's not a better resource throughout the year that I have found that that provides that information to you. You know, I think you can get lost in stats, but stats do tell a story. And for those of you uh, that are listening to this, those stats are available to you. So reach out to us, reach out to the, your market center. If you're not with KW, reach out to any of us on the call or our local, we'll get you these numbers because you do need to know them. Right now, I'm not saying you have to understand all you know, why you know, all the treasury bonds and the yields and all that. Why? But here's yep. the things that you do need to know, right? You do need to know that we're not cut off in construction. You do need to know that over the last 40 years, we've averaged a 7.25% annual rate, right? You need mm -hmm. to know that over the last 20 years, it's averaged 5.8. You need to know that over the last 10 years, it's been four, right? right. Incredibly mm -hmm. low numbers. So when you hear things like that that are in play and then all of a sudden there's pent up buyer demand over the top that there's only 2.7 months of national supply now all of those things you talk about language of real estate what do they look like at your local level yeah. right whether it's at the beach whether it's out in west virginia whether it's in annapolis maryland whether it's in the northern dc metropolitan area they're all a little bit different but there's too many things in play that are keeping us from this being similar from a bubble burst situation that we experienced last time. But at the same time, there is less units, there is less listings, there is less transactions happening, right? right? So the agents are still feeling in their pocket, but they do need to understand why it's different. So how do we explain that? I mean, for me, this was the biggest thing that stuck with me. Uh, I was fortunate. I bought a house at the right time. I got a really nice low interest rate, right? But what I realized was, when you zoom out of that a little bit, really the last couple of years has been the anomaly, not that we're in an anomaly. And I think that was refreshing for me to kind of understand, you know, listen, like housing is always appreciated at a high level. And even this year, if it's, you know, a little bit slower, we're not seeing, at least in our markets, we're not seeing, you know, pricing go down, right? It may not be 15, 18% like it was in 2021, but it's still 3%, 4%, right? Like we're seeing multiple offers. And once you uh, understand, A, we have unemployment at three and a half percent, right? Less than 1% of all of our sales are distressed properties. You start to realize that if they lowered interest rates really quickly and we have such low inventory, 
the exact thing they were trying to prevent is going to happen again, right? Which is prices will then start to skyrocket really quickly. And so again, I can say to a seller or a buyer rather, hey, this is what's going on with the rates, but like helping them understand that story a little bit is, is what I feel though makes the difference from somebody going, hey, maybe I shouldn't be waiting on the sidelines right now. Maybe that extra couple hundred bucks that I'm paying in an interest rate, I could be getting back in equity over the course of the next year compared to those who don't go and buy a property. Um, I always have an opportunity to refi, right? So you're right. I mean, all these all these different data points, I feel like they're always just like thrown out there. The strategy, the key is to connect the dots and really help deliver that information to the consumer in a way that they can digest it and understand it. And boom, that's where they all of a sudden feel comfortable going out and working with an amazing agent and buying a house right now, right? And jumping into this market. So yeah, I, I came back refreshed and excited that, um, you know, yeah, had a couple tough months in this business, no doubt about it. Our units are low. But I don't know, Ruth, maybe you talked about it, but when they started talking about volume, right, and how much volume is being yeah. sold this year, even though units are low, because we've seen that 18% appreciation, right, agents get paid on volume, right? And yeah. so there is still some very good opportunities here for people to not only hit their goals for this year, but also exceed them, you know, maybe not unit wise this year, maybe there's not as many units available, but certainly GCI commissions, you know, opportunities for your family, I think are certainly there. Yeah. So well, Ruth, when you come back to your market center and, and your role as a director of education and training, and even as a team leader, you're working with different levels of agent center and production from, from yes. newly started and minted real estate agents, right? Yes. Now we hear stories of mass people exiting, right? Because we know that the licensed realtors are attracted to prices going up, but then when things get a little challenging, they step down. So what are you doing now with this information coming back to your market center? from a coaching and training standpoint, say, look, here's an incredible opportunity, right? Because the last time we went through this, we, not that we grew, not did we just grow as an organization, but a multitude of our associates grew. And we had the opportunity to do that again. So where's that conversation going for you? Well, um, honestly, and this is coming from an education background, <laughs> um, you really have to tier the information in a format that people are going to be able to understand it. So kind of writing off of what Kyle was saying, you got to disaggregate the data and then it has to be in a format that's easily understood. Um, so I'm really careful and I do this in our coaching program and I do this in all of our new agent onboarding as well um, to take the time to show them exactly how we find the data and then exactly what that means. So explaining the numbers to people um, not, not explaining the math per se, like, oh, this is where this comes from. And this is the GDP. And this is what this means in 4% right. over time, you know, cause that is like, like, it's all Greek. It's just all <laughs> Greek. And when you're talking to a brand new agent who is going on their first listing appointment, um, that's an entirely different conversation than what I have with perhaps some of our larger teams, that are looking at really scaling up and being able to talk to people that have multiple investment properties and what this means for them over time and what their return is gonna look like. Um, so really it's, we have a monthly newsletter that goes out and it, and it shares with the agents kind of what the language of real estate is looking like month over month. And so we pull those reports and I sit down with them and I literally walk them through. And this is what this means to a buyer. So, so if you're if buying we're in this about market, if Go we're ahead. talking about, so just kind of give us a couple of quick bullets. If you're saying language of real estate, mm -hmm. you know, what are those bullets that you're pulling to hammer home those points? 
So we will take like, for instance, right now, interest rates, huge buzz topic. Like everyone's all in a wreck about the interest rates. So we'll take something like that and we'll show them the 30 year average. So they've got a visual, they can see the graph and what that means to them. And then we'll explain to them over the last two years why we need to have what we're, ha what we're experiencing right now. So why the feds do actually need to pump the brakes, why we're experiencing inflation and what that means. And then we also pull the pricing of housing to show them that it's actually still increasing at an average of 4%. So we're not going to experience the bubble so we can erase that from people's minds, but this is how you tell them. Right. This is how so, you tell them that they're not going to lose value. This is how you tell them that this is still going to be a good investment. This is how you explain to them. And if you've gone through the shift book and the tactics, this is how you explain to them that it's still going to be a decent investment. And if you need to do a refi, you absolutely can. That's where I take that language and I just break it all down. And I literally show them this is what this is how you have that conversation. This is how you handle an objection. Awesome. And there's there's two channels to that, right? So the, the newer associates language of real estate is understanding what's just happening locally. Yes. The agents that have been in production for a while, not only do they understand that side of it, but then what are their numbers that make up the percentage of the local numbers, right? Their average right. price, their days on market, their interest yeah. rates, their turnover, their absorption rate factors, yeah. right? They, they compound twofold. Now, the other conversation that we look at, so we get the economic drivers that are coming to play national, locally. But also from stage, and we learn about, look, we're a technology company. We're a real estate company that specializes in technological leverage. I, I actually hate the word tech, right? It's just another four-letter word for me, right? Like golf, right? But it's leverage, right? It's leverage in an associate's world. Tech is paralyzing. Leverage is something that we all have to use. We learned about a lot of things that are coming our way. And we look at all the information that we talk about from the economic factors, what we're teaching, what we're coaching, what we're utilizing. But then there's the squirrel moments, the fun moments, because some of us do enjoy the technological aspects of what we provide. But there's a reason for it because it ties to how we run our business, yeah. right? So let's kind of touch on, if we understand that numbers come into play and we have to build our business, let's talk about some of the fun, you know, nerdy, geeky tools that do fall under the tech moniker that you get to bring back and showcase to our associates about what's going to make their businesses a little bit easier to manage in these challenging conditions, but yet will help them grow their business. So I know you jump ball here, whoever wants to jump in first, right? Because I always get, oh, you stole mine. So I'm going to give you guys the ability. Talking a lot. Go ahead, Kyle. Go ahead and take it. <laughs> no, I think, uh, yeah, there was a lot of great stuff there. And even, you know, even to take a half a step back before that, you know, what I, what I realized at Family Reunion is, the environment you're around and the positivity that is in is around you is contagious, right? And that's what actually I think makes you have a big life. Um, I, I said a story back to my leadership team when I got back. Like the day I got back, like most of us are, we're on a conference high. We love it. I went to the grocery store. Lady was complaining. Like whenever Starbucks, the person was sick and they didn't want to be there and they were coughing while they're making their. And I could literally feel the energy getting sucked out of my body, like like hocus pocus or something, right? Yeah. So so what I would say is is you know protect that environment a little bit. And then here's the deal. Like when we do our goal setting, you know, even before the technology, like usually write down, like, this is what I want to have happen this year. I want to have more time with my family, et cetera. Once you have that, then when you go to the technology, you start to realize how you can really use these tools, right? If I just went into tech and just said, oh, what's this smart plan thing, blah, blah, blah. But if I realize one of my goals is to have more time with my family this year and be more present when I'm with them, then I realize the command app is one of the best features I've had in the longest time. Like anything having to do with technology, I can run 
my entire database, contacts, opportunities, tasks, like those don't even mean a lot to maybe some people that are watching this podcast, but those are things traditionally that would slow me down, right? And so that, that I have a piece of technology in my hand that gives that to me, that's huge. Um, smart plans, you know, I mean, there is, there is, um, there, there is just an unbelievable power in just touching your database, right? Like Dave, I got back and I sent an email to everyone in my company that did a listing last week and everyone, like, it was almost like I gave them all a million dollars, like just showing that little piece of appreciation in a tough market. The responses I got back was enormous. And I was thinking to myself and saying to my agent partners, Hey, listen, we're talking about belly to belly, right? Like that's what the conversation has been. You can use smart plans to send an email and say, Hey, Ruth, Hey, first name. I'm thinking about you and I hope you're well. Can we set up a time to chat and catch up? I hope your family is doing well. I could send that out to a hundred people, write that email one time, send it to a hundred people and probably book 30 or 40 phone calls off of that one smart plan. So I think people need to re-engineer a little bit, maybe the way they're thinking about the tech and how they use it. But yeah, I mean, uh, DocuSign, I thought had some great updates as far as, you know, what I'm teching out about a little bit. You know, we use that. We can now delay sending our documents. We can change the language. That's been a big barrier for us in Northern Virginia is if we have a, a client who speaks Spanish, being able to send instructions on how to sign your contract in Spanish, right? Awesome. So there's a lot of really good, like little things that are equaling a big platform for a very low cost that I think can create a package for you where you can go spend more time with your family, do more sales, lead generate, and it's all in one spot. And so, you know, lots of features came out, but I was just, I'm really excited about the the future and and kind of where we currently are. Like that was, I had, a, I had an agent lean over to me in the middle of the tech conversation on stage who was paying 15 grand for a CRM. And she literally leaned over to me and said like, I'm canceling that when I get home and I'm going to, jump on this thing right here. It does everything that my boomtown is doing for me right now, right? So I love where we are. I think the agents are starting to come back again and really dig into the technology. And I'm, I, I rarely have a conversation of anyone saying to me, this can't do this, or I needed to do this. Like it, it, it is, it is a fantastic piece. And I'm excited about even the releases that we're going to see here over the course of the next month or two. All right, Ruth, what was the exciting takeaways for you that you can play around with, but ultimately, as Kyle talked about, are going to allow our associates to achieve their goals. Um, for me, I mean, it really kind of echoes what Kyle's saying, leveraging that. I've already had two of our largest teams reach out and say, Ruth, how do we do this? Because um, there are so many conversations that we're having right now about how to kind of go through what we're going in this real estate market right now. Um, and cutting costs is one of the really serious conversations that we're having. So how do we leverage what we have in our hands? Um, and so I'm, I'm doing those conversions right now to move these teams over. Um, and I think it's awesome, honestly. And, it, and I know it sounds kind of gimmicky and, and like salesy to say it, but if you can get in front of someone and say, I can show you how to spend more time with your family. I can show you how to find ways to get more appointments, to close more deals, to be the top agent. Um, in your area to get your name in front of more people, to take the leads back from social media aggregates and third-party aggregates. Um, won't name all names. The, all the companies that want to put us out of business. Yeah. And by us, I um, mean everybody listening to this podcast. Yeah, to take back what you earned. You know, you put a listing out there and then it goes on to all these other sites and then they take your leads and sell them to other companies. So go ahead and take back what you earned. Um, so if I can show you how to take back what you already worked for, um, how would you feel about that? 
And those are some really great conversations to be having. Um, a challenge that, um, that I would, I would encourage anyone to do is with that social media app, with the command app, a lot of times the first thing we do when we get on our phone is like a social media one, right? Or um, I was also, I was challenged last year to move my apps around on my phone. So that the first thing that pops up would be my health app, my health trackers. Um, so my one thing was my health to start moving towards a better direction with my health. Um, if you take the command app and you slide it over and you're like, well, my, one of my one things is my business this year. So instead of opening a social media app or instead of opening any other entertainment app, what if you once a day for five minutes, open that app and you send five text messages? Cause you can do it right there on that app. Cause it syncs all together. So what yeah, if you just did that? I love that. Like, like my, my yeah. home screen is actually kind of organized that way, but my home screen is very busy. What would it look like if you took everything off your home screen, but those two apps, right. Where you had to go yeah. deeper to find everything else. I'm going to restructure my home screen, right? Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah so I cleared my too. home screen off and then I moved it over and there's my family reunion app right there. and spiritual app there too, but um, yeah, if that's the first thing you see and then you touch that one, instead of touching anything else, and you prioritize your life, even like that, it's such a simple little thing to do. And I mean, I would challenge anyone that's listening, like try it out for one month, do a 30 day challenge, just try it out for one month and watch what happens to your business this summer. I, I absolutely love that. And I'm going to move everything around because I mean, they're at the top, but they're in micro bubbles and they're yeah. busy and they don't so sort them out. out. Just big yep. them out and stick it on that homepage. That's the first thing you see. Gold, absolute gold. That's good. And then Dave, the other one for me would be lead generation, right? Like I know agents every day right now are going, if I just could generate more leads, I'd have the business. That's like a, a common talking point, of right? Course. But I mean, you, you know, the Facebook ads, I mean, I mean, outrageous guys, like $2 yeah. a lead. I mean, honestly, some people pay a thousand bucks a month for five or six leads from some of these lead aggregators. I mean, if I had a thousand dollar budget and I could run ads that go right into my CRM that immediately start a smart plan. Like I could be sitting on my boat, hanging out, having dinner with my family, generate a lead and contact that person. And I haven't even like looked at my phone to see that that lead notification came through yet. Right. So right. I just think, and then guess what? They're introducing retargeting now into command. Yes. And so oh. someone clicks on my ad one time. Now all of a sudden I can start following them around. Like, guess what? That's what big business does. And that's why they're successful. And I like to see that KW is building the tools all in one spot. Again, I don't need to go to a different place to do that. The lead comes in, my smart plan kicks off, a task is created to call them on Monday or tomorrow. Like, again, now I can do what Ruth just said. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to move my apps around. Now I open up that app and it shows me my new leads, any tasks I need to do. Like, I mean, and our average cost, Kyle, go ahead and tell everybody, what is our average cost for a Facebook lead? I mean, what was it? Like $1.65 or something? $2.29. Like, $2.29. $2 yep. I mean, That's the average cost for like a bona fide lead. And yeah. I've closed, I know personally, I don't even sell, right? When when that first tool first came out, I closed three deals because of Facebook leads. And you know how much money I've spent total in my entire life in Facebook ads myself? I don't run a sales business, right? Mm -hmm. It's like $180, but my return yeah. on investment of that has probably been 25,000 bucks. So I was the one sitting there going, like, what are you doing, Kyle? Like, why don't, why aren't you running these ads and generating more income for your family? Even though you don't do sell, like I could generate leads and refer them to other people, right? There's, yes. there's so many opportunities here, depending on, where Those you are, are in your career. yeah, sell them. Uh, you know, I could yeah. be on a road trip on an Airstream RV and I could be generating leads all day long and funding that through my command system. So just challenging people, think about what's possible, right? Don't get stuck in just like whatever class you went to. I know there's a lot of great training, but 
you know, think, right? Like open your brain up and think about how can you use these tools above and beyond just sometimes maybe the way they've been presented to you originally. Yeah. So um, another tip, oh, a tech ahead. tip, it's a little geeky, but um, <laughs> setting your quick keys um, so that you've got codes instead of like copy pasting standard notes that you usually use in your phone if you're sending mass messages out, setting your quick keys for responses. So like there's a few in here where I type RL and my entire contact card goes straight into a, a standardized text or email. Or um, if I've got a response to somebody with directions on where to find something, I have like location, boom, and it sends my whole paragraph. That's another really good quick way to just make your responses faster, make everything just move for you instead of having to work so hard. So. All right. So as we, as we continue to look outside of the main stage and these breakouts, there was 175 breakout conversations, panelists, instructors, speakers, you know, going all along, all around what was going on in Anaheim that weekend. Mm -hmm. Give me some high level thoughts on takeaways that you got from some of those specific conversations. I mean, I keep going back to my notes over and over again. Like I literally, I keep going back and reading and I see something different. I'm hearing something different, but um, you know, a couple of things. Number one is, and it's not even specific to something I heard there, but like, I just want people to understand when you have 17,000 people in the same building, you are most likely to find people in the exact same place that you are trying to either solve problems you're trying to solve or have already solved them. And I would say that is my major takeaway is I went to a lot of breakout sessions, but I also was very purposeful this year in setting up conversations with others that, you know, if you want to do farming, like there are agents there doing farming at the highest level, not only like in your market center or your state, but like in the entire industry, right? And they're available to you to have that type of conversation. So, um, you know, but for me, I went to some really good, uh, like you said, Dave, I managed multiple market centers. I was able to sit on some really good panels and conversations about how people manage multiple different areas. Um, and I'm sure Ruth, you know, is still in sales, like probably has some great ideas too on some of the things that she heard in her breakouts. Yeah, my main focus is obviously leadership and agent production within our office. I do a little bit of family referral um, and I do refer out a good amount. Um, I would say mindset was probably one of the big ones, my big takeaways from everything, because I think what you put in your mind and who you surround yourself with is going to have a humongous impact on, on how you perceive the world and then how you respond to the world. Um, so there were two really good quotes um, on one of the mindset ones that I went to. One of them was, um, the market doesn't determine your success. It simply determines your strategy. And uh, the other one was direction, not your intention, uh, determines your destination. And those were like, I don't know, those were just super impactful for me was we can intend to do a lot of things. We can kind of have an idea of something, we have a dream of something, but if we don't have a plan and we don't have a do, then how are we ever going to get there? Um, so really just empowering and equipping ourselves with what we put in our mind into formable actions and moving in the direction that we believe we can go. You know, I think about, you know, the one thing that kind of sticks with me and it is my network is my net worth, right? So when I utilize these tools and these types of conversations from education to communication through technology leverage to communication. Communication at the end of the day is the tip of my spear for the success for my business and consistently, deliberately, purposefully talking to the people that I'm in connection with, right? That's what I've always cherished and always you know, just flat out cherished. 
that I've been able to get from KW was this is my business acumen. This is an education. And they give me the tools to run my business. So as we kind of wrap up today, I want to say thank you both for joining us today and sharing your thoughts and your insights. And for those of you that are listening to Entrepreneurial Impact here today, and you have questions, reach out. Reach out to somebody local. Reach out to somebody in your market center if you're already with us. You know, I'm going to put some links down here below where you can learn about you know, getcommand.com or if you want to learn about the economics and have conversations around, as Ruth mentioned, your lore, your language of real estate and learn about how they apply you from a national level and a local level and what are your numbers. Reach out. So guys, thanks for joining us today and we'll talk to you all soon. Thank you, David. Thanks, David.